Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Welcome to Bible study here at Encounter Church on the last day of January. Amen. We're going into February. Uh, praise God. We even get an extra day next month. Amen. Because it's leap year. Praise God. Amen. Uh, it's, uh, it's good to be gathered with you here tonight to study the Word of God. Amen. Uh, the Word of God is like an anchor for your souls. Amen. Uh, because we all go through times of upheaval. We go through times of testing. We go through times of trials and temptations. Uh, all of those things uh, have a remedy, and it's found in the Word of God. If you have the Word of God firmly implanted in your spirit, amen, uh, you will have something to draw upon in those testing times, in those crisis times, amen. Uh, you have something that will speak to you. Uh, and, you know, the, the Jesus said that the Holy Spirit uh, would speak what he hears. Amen. You remember, I forgot the, the book and the scripture. Amen. I just remember that Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit would speak what he hears. Amen. And I believe uh, what the Holy Spirit hears through you is the word of God. Amen. Amen. If you've implanted the word of God, you've heard the word of God, not just listened to the word of God, but heard it. Amen. Taken it to heart, implanted it into your spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit will have something to work with. Amen. Amen. It's, it's up to us to get the word in us. It's up to us uh, to be uh, a, a willing vessel, to be a fertile soil for the word of God. Amen. And if we can get the Word of God in us, we'll have something to draw upon, you know, in those crisis moments uh, that we undoubtedly will go through in this life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I would like to start off with prayer. Amen. Uh, that's, the, that's the best thing I can think of to start with. Amen. Uh, amen. Inviting God into our uh, presence, inviting God into our heart and our mind. Uh, that we can receive his engrafted word. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you tonight. We magnify your name. You are great and greatly to be praised. I pray, O oh God, that you would instill in us and increase in us a love and a hunger and a thirst for the word of God. Because we know, Lord, that in your word, O oh Lord, O oh God, we have resources. We have spiritual resources Buried in your word, O oh Lord, that we can draw upon, Lord, when, when we are in need, O oh God. And I, I pray, Lord, that you would move in this place tonight, Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, be here in the spirit of illumination uh, of your word, O oh Lord, and help us, God, to have willing and ready hearts, Lord, to be uh, not only a receiver of the word, but a doer of your holy word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to uh, uh, welcome those that uh, are online. Amen. Those that may watch uh, in, in the future. Amen. Uh, I, amen. You're I just welcome you uh, to this service. Amen. Uh, feel free to uh, text in a, uh, your comments online. Amen. Be a, yes. be a part. Amen. You might be sitting there in your living room. Amen. But you can be a part. 
Amen. You can uh, you can uh, uh, text uh, your comments in. Amen. Those are welcome as well. Amen. We are uh, tonight in the sixth chapter uh, of this of the study, and also the sixth chapter of the book of Galatians. Amen. This is kind of the wrap up chapter. This is where Paul gets his parting shots in and his last thoughts and comments uh, to the people. Uh, of Galatia, Amen. And so, uh, if you notice, uh, Paul's uh, letters can be vastly different, Amen. The Romans amen. was written a whole lot different. Hebrews was written different. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, speaking to individuals and uh, you know, um, saying uh, you know, greetings to this one and greetings to that one. Uh, Paul wrote the book of Galatians because there was an issue uh, because the people were uh, uh, trying to get the Gentiles under the law. And Paul took that serious. And in fact, Paul called it another gospel. Paul said, if we are an angel, preach any other gospel, let them be accursed. Paul took this seriously. Uh, that was the old covenant. The old covenant did not save people amen it, it got them ready for the new covenant amen it, it showed it showed us that we were sinful we needed a savior amen the works of the law never saved anybody and so paul was adamant uh, about entering into the new testament under the blood of jesus christ and not uh, the mosaic law which never saved anybody its, it's purpose wasn't to save anybody its purpose was to show us that we can't keep the laws of God, that we are exceeding sinful, and, and that uh, uh, the Mosaic law we need which to never save saved anybody. Yes, amen. His amen. purpose it wasn't because, to uh, save anybody. So God, under under the Old Testament, exceeding uh, sinful not, people that, uh, they uh, depended upon. We need to save the covenant of Abraham because the covenant people depended upon. We need to save the works of the law. That's what they looked to for their salvation. But it's not in that. It's only exclusively in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will not enter heaven under any other condition. In the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood. His sacrifice. Only And I know that the ecumenical types will say, "Well, the ecumenical types will say, 'Well, you're excluding a whole lot of other religions when you say that.' Yes, I am. Because Jesus said, 'I am.'" The ways of That's it. Jesus Christ. The ways That's it. Jesus Christ. He has provided your That's it. He has provided your That's it. He was the sinless, spotless Lamb of God that, that died for us. Amen. And when we put our faith in Him, He trades that righteousness for our filthy rags and sin. Amen. So that uh, we can stand before the Father. Amen. As a spotless Lamb, just like Jesus was. Amen. amen. Oh, but it gets better. In His burial. Amen. All of our old past can be buried uh, forever. Amen. amen. And then when he was resurrected, amen, 
He, he gave us the opportunity for brand new life. Amen. We can, we can live in Christ. Amen. Though we were dead in our sins, we can live in Christ. Amen. And we have eternal life in Christ. I'm not waiting for eternal life. I already have it. Amen. I already have eternal life. This shell, this outward body will perish and die. Amen. Uh, it's, it's a fact of life. Amen. Because the natural man has not yet been redeemed. But my spirit man has been to the cross. My spirit man has been washed and cleansed. Amen. So in Christ Jesus, I have eternal life right now. And you can too. Praise God. Now, uh, Galatians chapter 6 serves as a compelling conclusion to Paul's letter, exploring the responsibilities and the ethos or the, uh, or the, the ethics of the Christian community. The chapter uh, commences with a call to restore those entangled in transgressions with gentleness. Amen. You know, uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, I know what it's like to, to mess up. And, and mess up big time. Yeah. And uh, most of the time when people have a real uh, uh, fall, amen, they, they don't need a, a sermon. Amen. They already know what they've done wrong. Amen. They don't need a sermon. They need encouragement. They need to be reminded of God's grace. They need to be reminded of God's mercy. They, they, they need, to, need to be remind, reminded that God restores our soul. Amen. Just like in the 23rd, he restoreth my soul. Amen. That's, when we, that's what we need uh, when, when we've, been, we've been taken in a fault. Amen. So remember that. Amen. Instead of dropping a hammer on somebody that's messed up, why not uh, drop, drop on them some grace and mercy, amen, and, and, and tell them about how that God will restore uh, and God will not refuse those of a contrite heart, those that have repented or are in a mood of repentance, amen. God won't uh, refuse the, uh, those kind uh, uh, of, of hearts, amen. Praise God. But uh, so there's a lot of uh, good stuff in uh chapter 6, and we want to get into it, uh, I would like to uh, read uh, the Word of God. Amen. That's, Amen. that's one of the best things you can do uh, when you're studying, is you read your source material. And the main source for the Christian is the Word of God. Yes. Amen. So let's go to uh, Galatians chapter uh, 6, and we'll begin ver uh, reading at verse 1. Amen. Uh, the media crew is working feverishly back there. Amen. And... Uh, those little fingers back there just touching all kinds of buttons and trying to get it up. <laughs> amen. Praise God. But, uh, amen. This is a, we're getting ready to conclude another book. Amen. Oh, getting ready to go God, into yeah. the book of Mark. Amen. Mark. Amen. Here it is. Galatians chapter 6, beginning of verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual... Restore such an one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Wait a minute, I thought we weren't under law anymore. Oh no, there's, there's law in the New Testament. It's the law of Christ. It's the law of, perfect law of liberty. 
Amen. It's, it's the, the law of the spirit of life. Amen. Yes. Those are the three yes. references to law in the New Testament. Amen. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Amen. I don't know if you've ever had that experience before, but <laughs> I'm a big offender. Amen. Praise God. Huh? Mm. What do they call it? Full of, full, of, full of oats, full of yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Getting above your raisin. Amen. <laughs> Bigger than your britches. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it happens. Amen. It's not fun. It's not pleasant, but it happens to us. And yes, it does. Amen. Yep. I, I might as well own it. Amen. Praise God. Verse 4. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, not in another. That's pay attention to your own backyard and not, yeah. you know, not complaining about the neighbor's yard not being cut. When you, you make sure your own yard's cut. Amen. Right. Right. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Amen. That's talking about you giving. Amen. <laughs> That's talking about uh, making sure uh, that, that the man of God is taken care of. Amen. Because, uh, uh, amen, uh, Pastor Willie puts in more hours than most of us. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. He puts in double duty, amen? Yes. Amen, he puts in sometimes more than two shifts, amen? amen. Praise God. So uh, that's why we need to give, amen? It, it, keeps, it keeps the wheels uh, uh, rolling uh, for the gospel, amen? That's, that's God, you know. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on, on giving and this and that and the other thing, but it is God's uh, method of oh, making sure that the gospel goes forth. Amen. amen. It, it's not, God's not going to do all the work in this. Amen. God does his part. He expects, uh, expects us to do our part. Amen. Verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You know, the world calls it, calls it karma. Amen. Yep. Amen. But uh, it's in the Bible. Amen. It's, it's the, the, the law of sowing and reaping. Amen. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You can't give up in this thing. Amen. Don't give up. Never give up. That's the last thing you should do is give up. Amen. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See with that with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast 
except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. For now on let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. A lot of good stuff in there. Amen. We could spend weeks on chapter 6. Amen with all the stuff in there, but we're going to try to try to get it done. Amen. Going to our uh, questions uh, in the lesson book here tonight. Uh, the first section covers verses 1 through 6. It's called Christian Responsibility. We have res rights and responsibilities as a Christian, and this is going to cover some of the responsibilities. Question one. From these passages, what are examples of qualities that should be evident in a spiritual person? Amen. And I know we've all, over the years, seen people that are spiritual come in with the hoodoo and voodoo and spooky stuff and... Uh, uh, trying to uh, kind of, you know, want to say uh, weird stuff, prophesy, or, you know, and, uh, people that, uh, you know, just uh, act super spiritual. Amen. But Paul outlined some things that what true spirituality is. Amen. In part A of question one, it is from uh, Ephesians chapter five. Uh, verses 1 and 2. And uh, when they get that pulled up there, we'll read it. And then we're also uh, got one from Ephesians chapter 5, 19 and 21. And then part C is from Colossians 3, 16. Uh, so we'll, we'll read those here in just a moment. Amen. They're working feverishly, so... <laughs> Amen. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now, out of those scriptures, uh, someone want to comment on uh, what quality, uh, spiritual quality that you find? Did you have something, Brother Leith? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. I said, walk in love with Jesus Christ. Love. True love. Amen. Not, not words that come out of your mouth saying, I love you. But words that are demonstrated with your actions. Amen. Amen. In, in another person's life. Amen. 
Yeah, I mean, you can love somebody without saying I love you. And, uh, you know, we all probably know uh, from days gone by, uh, men of my uh, previous generation before me, a lot of them wouldn't say I love you. But they said it every day when they make sure that you had food to eat, boots on your feet, clothes on your back, roof over your head. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were yep. they were uh, roughly cut. They were uh, uh, sometimes mm. <laughs> unpleasant at times. Amen. Uh, but uh, they, they, they made sure that you had what you needed. Amen. And to survive. Amen. And uh, I'm sure all of us know some know some crusty old uh, uh, guys from the from the past, amen, that were kind of like that, and then they got a little older, and they started softening up when grandbabies came along, <laughs> and you say, who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> amen. We've all experienced that, I guess. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Now, going to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 21, mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, another quality, uh, or qualities, uh, in there that uh, we want to look at. Verse 19 says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. Someone want to talk about those qualities? Uh, Brother uh, Ernie? Yeah, it says, Paul saying there, uh, we should always give thanks. It's important. God does so much for us, and the Lord does. It's important to give thanks, to Amen. thank him for even breath in our body, and that we get up every morning, and we're not six feet under yet. <laughs> and also, uh, we need to be subject to one another. That's real important. Because the world looks at us, and if we're not subject to one another, then they have something to complain about. Or, or why would we want that sort of thing? I mean, what's important in the world is, is the pecking order. Yep. Who's in charge around here? Yep. I mean, uh, who, who, who uh, has the best and brightest, and who has the biggest bank account, and all of those things matter to the world. But we should submit one to another. Amen. Yes. Uh, was you going to say something, Pastor Willie? Yeah, I think you just said it. Um, the theme of it, yeah. the entire set of these scriptures, even the one written before, is is deference, uh, meaning that I defer my importance. That doesn't mean you don't eat and you don't take care of your basic needs, mm -hmm. but that you're not the star of the party, mm -hmm. and that if you always want to put the needs of the other person ahead. So mm -hmm. if somebody has a fall uh, or somebody is caught in sin, you think about their well-being and bringing them back to order more than you do getting righteousness and retribution and justice. Exactly. And yeah. so when the church does that, people get restored because oftentimes in the church, we kill our wounded. Mm -hmm. And so when you defer and say, well, the main goal is that even if this person messed up is to make them back whole again, well, that changes the way we do things. Mm -hmm. And that changes the way we operate. And that changes our modes of operation, even in and the way we act in the church or we act in our homes, submitting to one another. In other words, putting the other person's needs first yes. uh, in the fear of God. And so that's that's important. That's what walking in love is about. Amen. You know what? I just uh, was reminded of an old, old 80s song. I, I 
think it was Madonna that she <laughs> preached the song, Papa, don't preach, I'm in trouble. <laughs> that point, y'all, they didn't listen to the preaching. Amen. Now they need to know what to do next. They need to know how to handle the situation. They don't need condemnation. Amen. They need some uh, love and grace and 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 uh, and, a, and a hand uh, to hold on to and a and a uh, and a listening ear. Amen. Well, amen. So uh, a lot of truth in that. Amen, brother Bob. Brother Dave, uh, the Lord, our Lord Jesus uh, explained this to the uh, made sure the disciple under his disciple understood this. He told them, you know, this is the way of the world. And I don't know about anybody else, but today it is more doggy dog war out there than any time that I've been on this earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, uh, but as the scripture says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. And Jesus said, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you he said let him become your servant mm -hmm. and that's exactly what Jesus did when he set the examples to his disciples right. yeah. he called me Lord and Master and so I am you say well mm -hmm. so I am he said. And he said and then he got down and washed the disciples feet and it, many times uh, I mean it, 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 was, it was Jesus said himself the son of man is not come to be served but to serve and, be, yeah. and give himself a ransom for many. Praise God. We're servants of God. Yeah. We're Amen. servants of God, period. That's it. Oh, just uh, on uh, part B there, I just wanted to add uh, about Thanksgiving. Uh, gratitude. If you, have you ever noticed that people that ha have no gratitude and people that are not thankful, they, they are not happy the last people? Days, yes. Yes. <laughs> Unthankful. Yeah. They're not happy people. No. No. If you if you can't be thankful, if you can't be grateful Jesus for God for what you have, and, and all you can focus mm -hmm. on is what you don't have, that's not a happy person. Amen. And so we we should just be grateful and thankful for everything that God has given us. Amen. 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 I, I don't have everything I want, but I, I am so thankful for what I do have. Amen. That's right. Because yeah. I know it could be nothing. Amen. There's, there's two thirds of the earth have it a whole lot worse than Americans. Yeah. Amen. Our, 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 our homeless people and our poor people have it so much better than poor people in third world countries. Yeah. Amen. That's right. They don't have anything. They don't have a safety net. They don't have uh, warming shelters. They don't have homeless shelters. They don't have food uh, banks and community uh, food banks and things like that. Amen. We are blessed uh, above what all we could ever ask or think. Amen. We don't deserve uh, to be blessed, but God blesses us anyway, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Praise God. Brother Dave, when you said that, I, I just thought about the fact that gratefulness comes from perspective. Mm -hmm. It's all about how you look at the situation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the situation doesn't change. Sometimes even when we're praying. God changes us to be able to endure the situation. Yeah. And we'll learn to be grateful for some things. I, I had had something good happen to me recently, but it wasn't what I wanted to happen. So I had a thought that 
I don't care. I'm not going to really be grateful for this or whatever the case may be because it's not what I thought I wanted, you know? Uh, and and uh, But when I stop, stopped and thought about it, I said, well, it's more than I had. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And, right. and when you think about that and you say, well, what if God took what you even had yet had away? Because either way, if it's not to the level of what you want, it's a blessing that God decided to bestow. And right. you can't ask... How bad is it that we're always asking God for more and we don't thank him for the little? <laughs> right. And yeah. sometimes I think yeah. he gives us those things and when we get ungrateful about those things, a lot of times that was that's really what closes the door to more. Like I asked my wife and my wife said something, she never realized what she said. And I said, well, I got this, but that's not what I wanted, but I guess it'll be all right. And she said, have you ever thought that this may open up the door to that? <laughs> and, I, and I stopped and I looked up and I said, you know what? It worked. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And to, like they said, it took a wise woman. So sometimes, no matter what it is, learn to be grateful. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Uh, C. Part C, Colossians 3.16. Uh, yeah, while they're pulling it up, uh, brother, oh, yeah, you can okay. uh, comment on. Okay. What, just go ahead. And, uh, okay. Uh, it says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. It says richly here, richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing. And what Paul's trying to get across to Christians is grab a hold of the word of Christ. And let mm -hmm. it be in your heart and dwell in your heart. When someone approaches you, you have an answer for them. And, that, and it'll come right out of your heart. So that means let richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Praise Amen. God. You know, Paul is hitting this over and over again Hallelujah. in this last Hallelujah. chapter here. He's wanting to get that Amen. across. We'll go back to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said yeah, loving one another, yeah, put the, admonishing yeah. one another, singing, and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. If you look, you look at the football games. Boy, they're singing and they're screaming and they're yelling. Boy, if we could do do that for the Lord, like we had here uh, Saturday at the funeral, that would be so good. And that's what causes the Lord to move in situations like that. Amen. Brother Dave, I, I just saw something when I was looking up there. How often it is we put one before the other. What's the first thing, everybody, that it says? Let the word of God dwell Rich. in you richly. Yeah. How often it is in church that we show up for the praise team and the band and the worship, and you mm -hmm. can have a concert, and hundreds of people will show up, and Bible study comes, nobody. <laughs> uh, or, or the singing, notice that theology in the study of Christ and God makes your teaching better. It makes your singing better. It yeah. makes Praise your hymns better. Yeah, a lot of times, sometimes because the worship is dead, is because people on the inside are dead. And they don't have a good combination or understanding of the words of Christ. And as the, you begin to read the word and it dwells in you richly, it out of your belly flows what? Rivers and land and water. Yeah. So if we really want churches across America that are on fire for God and that really have none of I'm not talking about the emotional stuff. It's easy to fabricate the emotional stuff. They, they've mastered that. Yeah. But really heartfelt worship, 
you have to have a deep biblical understanding of what you're worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. A amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, it starts with the word. Amen. Yeah. I'm reminded of uh, in the Old Testament before Israel lost the uh, Ark of the Covenant, and, you know, in the battle. Come on, brother. There was three things inside. There was Aaron's rod that budded. There was yep. the pot, golden pot of manna. Yep. And there was the word of God. Mm -hmm. Years later, when they recovered the ark and they opened it back up, guess what was missing? The miraculous, that Aaron's rod that budded. Yep. The, 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 the miraculous provision, the golden pot of manna. Those things were not in there anymore. Mm -hmm. They left the, the, the tablets. They left the word of God in there. They didn't have a use for that. And a lot of people are like that today. They chase the signs and wonders. They chase the provision of God. They don't really want anything to do with the word of God. Because mm -hmm. uh, calls in, it calls you to you know, be uh, obligated to obedience and, and stuff like that and, and changing your lifestyle. Amen. Yeah. I mean, getting a miracle doesn't cause you to change your lifestyle. Yeah. It doesn't. Amen. Uh, Seeing miraculous things, oh, well, that's exciting, but it doesn't cause you to change your lifestyle. Right. The Word of God will. Yeah. The Word of God will change Amen. you uh, yep. day by day and step by step. Praise God. Question two. Wow. We're getting a question. Right <laughs> <on this side. laughs> time for the book <laughs> <laughs> Brother Bob, you keep talking too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 There's a lot of stuff in, the, in just yes, that. Uh, yes. hey, a lot of stuff in there. Amen. Yeah. Question two: How is the word "restore" from Galatians six one different from "reprove" or "excuse"? Mm. Amen. Restore, mm -hmm. as opposed to. Uh, reproving, reproving somebody and laying, uh, tell them what they did wrong, even though they already know it, or yeah. excusing, excusing. Uh, looking the other way. Uh, amen. What, what does rest restore mean? The sister, oh. Sister Robin. I have for restore. Basically, to me, it means to live out the love of Christ kindness, love, mercy, and grace. Mm -hmm. But reprove, meaning it's correct, but gently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Balance with those things. Amen. Someone else uh, has something else uh, or something else to add to that? Brother Dave, uh, we're talking about uh, the word the word uh, restore uh, in, the, in the spirit of humility. Uh, Jesus uh, said it best when the Holy Ghost, it is not our place to reprove anybody. Uh, that's, I, I don't mean that, uh, by, by saying that, I don't mean we condone sin. No, we don't. We are against sin. But uh, Jesus said the Holy Ghost when he comes, he'll reprove the world. Uh, as we started the lesson, we ought to be examples of Christ walking testimonies 
so people can see Christ in us. And that's why it is very, very important that uh, as far as restoration is concerned, we approach a person in the deepest spirit of humility as possible. Amen. And love him instead of... Uh, Amen. Pastor Willing. I, I think what they're trying to get at is that these words serve two different purposes. Right. And both purposes are necessary. But sometimes we get stuck on one. Mm-hmm. We, 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 uh, we end up putting dynamite on a demolished building. We don't know when enough is enough. And because the Bible says clearly in 2 Timothy 4 and 2, it tells us to do all of this. It says right. to preach the word, to be instant in season and out of season. In English, preach the word when they want to and when they don't. Yeah. But it also <laughs> tells us to rebuke and encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and one, one translation will say rebuke, reprove. With great patience and careful instruction is that when you're doing it and when you're rebuking and reproving, you're trying to tear down a behavior. Right. You're not trying to tear down a person. Yeah. Right. And when you're when you're restoring, you're trying to restore. Repentance has to do with the mindset, mm-hmm. metanoia, a mind change. In other words, there's something in your mind and your spirit that caused you to do what you did. We need to tear down that negative mindset of what caused this and build back up with the Word of God, what's right and true. Right. Most times in the church, we get that as I'm going to get them. <laughs> I'm going to get them, I'm going to get them that's why I said yes, you would lose your spiritual consider yourself because if we considered ourselves we would never do that because the truth of the matter is we just like the people with the rocks we can't throw them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, right. I think the object and the subject of the matter is what are we trying to tear down and who are we trying to build up we're never trying to tear people down Mm-hmm. We're trying to cast down thoughts, Second Corinthians yeah. 10 and 5. Yeah. Cast down every vain thought and imagination which raises itself against the knowledge of Christ. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm getting at my children, and sometimes we didn't learn this when I was growing up. Sometimes people just beat children and beat them and beat them. And the Bible says beat them, they shall not die. But I'm, I'm not beat them like that. It's okay to discipline your child, but a lot of times you beat a child down with words. You beat down mm-hmm. a child down with words. And the only thing that is accomplished is that the child is discouraged. But you yeah. didn't change the mindset or the behavior. Yeah. You have to find a way. How can I address this to tear down what's in your heart? Because otherwise, you're going to go right back to it. Yeah, right. And that's why you see people, a lot of times they get restored in church. They go right back to the same thing. Because we thought saying, bad boy. Mate, and now we're going to punish you and embarrass you for everybody to see. Now you're going to change. No, that didn't fix anything. Yeah. It right, just made right. you feel better with yourself, right. right yourself. That's all that did. But it didn't help the, or serve the person. Yeah. Good words. Amen. Restoration. Amen. I'm, not, I'm sure that all of us could probably think of people over the uh, years that, uh, you know, fell away and, you know, and there's probably some good stories and bad stories about uh, what happened when they came back, you know. Uh, sometimes it was handled correctly and sometimes it may not have been handled correctly by you know, well-meaning people, you know, in the church. Amen. Let's make sure that, you know, if we're going to be spiritual, then we have to follow these guidelines. Amen. Pastor Willie. So, Dave, when you said that, I thought of something. Most of those people never come back. I don't know if they did it in this church, but when I was little, mm-hmm. they used to have this thing where when a girl got pregnant, they would bring a chair and they would set it facing the crowd. Because where I grew up, when you got ready to join church, 
church is how you did it, or mm. what we call going to church. Yeah. You would come and you would sit and you would face the crowd, tell the preacher what you wanted. If a girl got pregnant, and I watched this as a little kid, they would bring her and sit her in front of the crowd, and she had to get up and get on the mic and say, I'm pregnant, I want a big church party. Now, did it change her behavior? Probably not. No. Did she show up again? Probably not. Mm. But a lot of times in the congregation, was that dude? <laughs> yeah. Or, or on the drums or on the keyboard. Yeah. The dude was there, but nobody ever said anything yeah. to that person. Right. All you did was destroy this one person and yeah. leave the other one. And it's like we look right over what was happening with the woman uh, caught in adultery. Right. You grab one person, make that person the object, and all it does is feed our self righteousness. Mm. At least I'm not that person. I'm better yeah. than this person. I didn't I didn't get pregnant before I was married. That, that don't mean you didn't do what it took. That just means you didn't get caught. Right, right. Yeah. And if we be real, we would have a whole lot of more mercy on other people. That's right. That's right. Amen. Praise God. What, uh, the scripture says it right there, uh, Pastor, considering ourselves lest we also be tempted. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said you should approach somebody with a spirit of meekness in the spirit of Christ. Praise God. Brother James, um, I remember a situation. This happened when I was too little to remember. Um, there was, a and I'm not going to say the church where the church was located that my dad was at because this is Facebook, you know. Yeah.
is someone that is in serving the Lord and in Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's an awesome story. Yeah. What does the Bible say? Love covers a multitude of sins. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. That is very good. Yep. And I'm sure there's probably a million stories like that out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the best case scenarios, nobody knew, you know, mm-hmm. because there wasn't uh, the gossip machine that, you know. <laughs> didn't get turned on. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. an unruly member. Praise God. Question three, what attitude and action should characterize the believer who is restoring a fellow believer who has fallen? So what's the attitude and the action? Brother Leith, did you have something? Uh, Gentleness and love. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Amen. Amen. Gentleness, not judgment. Amen. Yep. Praise God. Anybody got anything? Brother Ernie, go ahead. This was kind of interesting. All week long, but the last 11 days, I've had serve pro teams in my home every day. Oh, yeah. For yeah. 10 or 12 hours. And uh, today I got a call late in the afternoon. He says, I'm so-and-so. I'm the head of the serve pro team. And I understand someone called and told me one of my team members used vulgar language in your home and i said well no sir i haven't i haven't heard it but i appreciate you calling he says well let me handle it on this end and come to find out that those team members are moving my stuff around and they went into my study and i've got you know statues of angels in there and all this stuff that must have piqued him that we're christians in that home so he called to apologize for one of these fellows using vulgar language i think that was good that doesn't happen very much. Yeah, she got out twice. <laughs> Amen. Going on to question four. What cautions are given in uh, chapter six, verses one to five? Paul lays out some uh, cautions. Yeah, what cautions are given in chapter 6, verses 1 to 5? Go ahead, brother. Okay. Well, examine yourself. Check right. out what's going on with you and the Lord. Uh, do not deceive yourself. Mm-hmm. How many have ever done that? <laughs> They've been guilty oh, yeah. of that one. Uh, do not deceive yourself. And each one bears his own load. Now, there's a, that's a, one you can explain. Amen. We we need to bear our own situation, our own problems, our own load when we're trying to minister to folks who need our help. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you know, you heard of the stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> people, there's, there's people who want to carry everybody else's load except their own. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, amen. Praise God. Uh, anybody got anything? There's, there's a bunch in there. Yeah, there is. Uh, I'll, I'll give one. 
It says, watch against temptation. Yes. Amen. That's a good one. <laughs> Sometimes we can get so focused on somebody else's uh, misgivings that we're not aware of the little foxes in our own life mm -hmm. uh, spoiling the vine. Amen. We're not aware of our little own discrepancies. You know, because uh, a lot of times uh, uh, sin doesn't start with a great big, uh, uh, a great big explosion. Sometimes it's just, you know, the, the little white lies. It's the, it's the little things that, you know, you know, no, nobody will miss this at work. I might as well just take it home and make use of it. Amen. There's, you know, all kinds of different scenarios going on in their life. Amen. And, and we can get caught up in things. And never with, without, you know, any intentions of doing wrong. But sometimes we get caught up in the stuff. And uh, amen. So we need to watch her uh, be watchful and vigilant in our own lives to make sure that the devil is not setting traps all around us. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the devil's job is to set traps. Right. Amen. And, uh, you know, it, it'll, it can come through people and, and situations and our, just our own ignorance sometimes. Amen. <laughs> okay. How many, how many yeah. times have we seen somebody watching somebody else have an accident? They're not paying attention. Yeah. And they run into somebody. Oh, there's a hundred videos of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, a lot of times that happens. And we we so busy focused on what this person is doing, we're not focused on building up ourselves in mm -hmm. Christ. That's and right. so if we spend our time focusing on working on us and making ourselves better. We'd have little time to really worry about what somebody else was doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Praise God. Was that old song? I think I'll patent that. Remember that old song? Mind your own business. <laughs> well, if you mind your business, you won't be minding mine. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> Praise God. Anybody got anything else uh, for question four? To if not, we'll go on to question five. It says according to Second Corinthians, chapter five, verses eighteen and nineteen. If you can uh, be bringing that up uh, on the screen, uh, ministry. I mean, uh, media team. And it says according to Second Corinthians, chapter five, verses eighteen and nineteen. What ministry does every Christian have? Amen. A lot of people say, I'm not a minister. You still have the ministry. Amen. Brother Bob. The, the Apostle Paul calls it the reconciliation yeah. ministry. Yep. Right. But uh, for each one of us, we are members in particular. We are all unique members in the church. And God has dealt a measure of faith to each one of us according to to our ability, when the talents were issued out, the Bible says he gave not all one, not all, but different amount of talents to each one. To the mm -hmm. first he gave, uh, was it one? To the second one, uh, five, and the third one, ten. Uh, the, but the Bible says according to our, to the, each of their ability. And so we have one ability mm -hmm. that, you know, because the, 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 the commission for Christ right and you shall be witnesses unto me mm -hmm. that is that is a proclamation to every uh, believer in Christ in the world 
as I've said many times, you may not have any talent whatsoever. And, but God can help you overcome your shyness and come up to people like Brother Lonnie, bless his soul right now, Amen. and be a witness for Christ. I don't care what you can't do, but I believe all of us can be witnesses for Christ. Amen. Amen. We're not, Amen. Uh, we're not saved to bury our talent. No. Amen. And uh, I think that goes for uh, sinner and uh, sinner and backslider. You know, uh, we we have a a, a word of reconciliation uh, for someone that doesn't know Jesus or someone that used to know Jesus. Amen. Amen. We 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 can uh, make a difference by letting them know that you can come home. Amen. If you're out there. Uh, somewhere uh, uh, listening to the live stream and, and you're on the outskirts of the church and maybe you've uh, lived for God before and maybe you're trying to make your way back. Yes, you can come home. Amen. You Amen. can come Amen. home. Amen. Amen. The Father's arms are open wide. Amen. The Father is waiting. The Father is out there looking for his son or his daughter to come home. Amen. You can come home. Amen. God will accept you. Amen. He will forgive you. Amen. He, he, he will give you a brand new life all over again. Amen. Amen. You can get born again again. Praise God. Come home. Amen. Praise God. Brother Dave, I'd like to add this. I still have it. I put it on Facebook uh, and because Pastor Willie was preaching and in his message he said, when you left, Grace was there. This was in his message about reconciliation. He said, when you left, grace was there. Any time that you decide to come to your senses and come back like the prodigal son, grace is still there. And Christ said, whosoever comes to me, I will no wise cast out. Amen. Praise God. Question six, what do the following verses say about sharing good things with those who instruct believers? Uh, there's A, B, and C. Uh, A has 1 Corinthians 9, 9 to 14. B has 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13. And C has Hebrews 13, 16 to 18. Um, So for question A, uh, while they're bringing up uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 9 to 14, anybody want to start answering the question? Brother Leif? Uh, oh, sharing and good things. Yeah, sharing good things. Let's, let's uh, read... Uh, not, yeah, 9 to... Uh, uh, verse 9 to 14. Starting at verse 9. Yeah, just back up a couple uh, couple of verses. couple of verses to uh, verse 9. Yeah. For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written 
that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? And then verse 14, even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Amen. And I know we've all heard that one person that, uh, that uh, they uh, object to uh, tithing and offering. That's, that's of the law. And this, well, this is New Testament. What, what do you do with that? What? You know, what, what do you do? This is New Testament. Amen. I believe that New Testament giving is uh, greater than the, uh, the tenets of the law. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because we are not our own anymore. Amen. Praise God. So it, if you're a Christian, then read the word. Yeah. You know, be generous. <laughs> not not be generous with everybody right. amen yeah. be especially amen the household of God amen yep. be generous amen God God will give it back to you I, I, I'm a living witness of that amen I, 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 I've, I've given and I've had God give me great things that I didn't deserve amen I didn't even I've had Things dropped in my lap I didn't even work for. And it, it was just a blessing. And Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. You can't outgive God. Amen. And, and, this, and it's not a prosperity uh, message, not prosperity gospel, uh, you know, getting the $500 line or the $100 line, and you, God will give you a great blessing for doing it. No, it's, it's a lifestyle of giving. Amen. Amen. A lot of poor, greedy people are taken advantage of by yeah. some of these uh, ministries, oh, yeah. uh, promising you know them big things. They have a whole bunch of testimonies and about people that gave to the ministry and they got blessed. And that's not what it's all about. Amen. No. It, it's a lifestyle of generosity. Amen. And when you make it your lifestyle and not you know looking for the $500 blessing, you know, by next week, if you give, amen, why don't you just try living that way, and just being that way, amen, and then uh, life will have a whole lot of surprises, and life will have a whole lot of pleasant surprises for you, amen, because, you know, life uh, can, can bring a lot of things at us, but, you know, God can... Uh, meet, uh, God can meet your needs when uh, life goes wrong amen mm. and when you have a lot of things stored up a lot of uh, sacrifices to God amen 
God will, will show up in, in your time of need, and he'll help you through a lot Praise of things. God, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I've, well, I've lived that. Amen. Amen. Right. And, and the reasons, one of the reasons tithing helps, and people argue about tithing, is because tithing makes you live off of a principle that I can't, I can't spend every dime I have. I have to allocate things for other things. Mm-hmm. And, and so what God is saying is, I'm teaching you a principle. If you'll mm-hmm. allocate to me first and learn that you're not the center of the universe, and you become generous, what that teaches you to do is, now I'm, I'm really budgeting is what I'm doing. When right, I, right. I handle finance for a living. I talk to people all the time. <laughs> I have people that make tons of money and they're broke as two love shoes because they don't ever take the time to sit down and write on a sheet of paper what's coming in and what's going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I, and a lot of times I do the math in my head. And I tell <laughs> them, oh, you got, you got the money to set aside for your time. Well, I just don't have them. And so I, the other, I was talking to somebody one day. And I was like, so how much are your bills? Bills maybe, I'll just say, uh, $2,000. Okay. Well, both of your, your whole house work. Yeah, my whole house work. Well, how much you bring in? About $3,000. So <laughs> let me ask you a question. If your bills are three to $2,000 and you bring in $3,500 and you got a whole other person bringing in money, can I ask you again why you don't have money? <laughs> and they just stopped and they looked at me and they just stared. And I said, could it be that you don't have an income problem? You have a management problem. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times the reason It's one of those things in life you have to do on purpose. It's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. We're talking about the good things that you can uh, give to those who instruct believers. 1 Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians 5, verses 12 and 13. All right, First Thessalonians Amen. 5, uh, 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 beginning at 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love 
for the Lord's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Amen. Uh, so, uh, what, Brother Bob, what did you see in, in those uh, two scriptures that, that, uh, well, this is, this is why, uh, something that was practiced in the past, uh, according to scripture, mm -hmm. not just practice, but according to scripture. Right. Uh, we read earlier where those that, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, labor in the, uh, for the gospel should live by the gospel. Mm -hmm. In other words, the congregation will take care uh, of the pastor. Mm -hmm. And according to our system uh, that that's based on the Bible, we, we'd like to take care of the pastor. And whoever, would, the times where we take an offering, had, we took offerings specifically every single Sunday for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. That's why the fourth Sunday is designated for mission. The mm -hmm. first Sunday, not only did you give in the offering, mm -hmm. but first Sunday was designated for the pastor. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, we I, still do that. I don't <laughs> like to uh, say stuff like this, but the first day of the month, I put in an envelope mm -hmm. an amount of money and it specified pastor. Mm. Besides, yeah, my offering and others. Yeah. So, uh, it 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 it's like the pastor said. If you organize everything, and and uh, I don't know, we don't like. We put the uh, offering thing back there because we don't like to, you know, make a roll call of everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but the but the thing is. Once again, you know, it's in the heart. What's in the heart is what matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. And I, I think, uh, the, I guess to summarize, uh, 1 Thess Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13, honor and respect. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just honor and respect of uh, the man of God. But don't forget the Bible says that, that uh, those in leadership are worthy of double honor. Mm -hmm. That's written there for a reason. Amen. Let's uh, finish it up with uh, Hebrews 13. We got the last one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, part C of uh, uh, question six. Uh, Hebrews 13, verses 16 and 18. All right. Uh, but do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably. Amen. So a bunch of things in there. Uh, one thing I saw was uh, obedience. Yeah. Obey them that have the rule over you. Amen. Someone has something else? Uh, Brother Ernie. Again, it's uh, 
some mistakes were made, I guess in the late 70s and early 80s, that particular message kind of took away from the obeying those who have authority over you, mm -hmm. because you became, you know, confess this, confess that, and you're the king and all this kind of stuff. That took away from people's obedience to their pastors, to their shepherds that God put over them. Right. And they went mm -hmm. off on their own little tangents, and first thing you know, that kind of stuff happened. You know, they were away from God. And they, yeah. But that's important. Mm -hmm. It happened to the military. You remember the military. Yeah. We, we obeyed those who had command over us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the kind of thing. It's more important in the church world because God has put a shepherd over us, and he looks out for us. Amen. And, Amen. And we need to give him the same authority we give a measure in the service or whatever. Yeah. It's even more important than that. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Brother Dave, I think you're right about culture. Um, mm -hmm. I have learned uh, as being a young man, I've spent a lot of time serving pastors, and some of which I was more talented than. And that's not mm -hmm. being funny. They would tell me I'm more talented than. Mm -hmm. But I would serve them as if they were more talented than, even though they say, you're going to do this one day, and God's got all this for you. Why? Because I learned how to honor. And I think our Ooh, culture man. itself has taught us the opposite of honor. Yeah. Like American culture teaches you what? To dishonor those who have authority over you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say if I approve or disapprove of this person, but the president of the United States is Joe Biden right now. Mm -hmm. How many dishonoring things have we said about him? Yeah. When President Trump was the president or President Obama was the president, right. how much was it culturally acceptable in the church yeah. Yeah. to say denigrating things about those people? Right. You can disagree with somebody uh -huh. while still honoring them yes. and not being disrespectful. Yeah. Right. And we've let our culture bleed over into the church. And what we're doing is an affront to God because God himself, if you look at the Godhead, the Father exists in the Son, the Son exists in the Father, the Spirit exists in, in, in the Father. They all exist, they're co-equal, they're co-eternal in nature. But here's the thought, mm -hmm. although that the Bible says they're co-equal and co-eternal, the Son never does anything without the approval of the Father. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he doesn't say anything of his own accord. He mm -hmm. only says what he's told. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So God himself honors authority in the Godhead. So how is it that we think when we refuse to honor authority or those who have rule over us right. that we're going to get ahead? And I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> because some people have abused things, and, yeah. and, and, mm. and I'm not making excuses for pastors, but a lot of times, truth be told, if you do some research, a lot of the pastors people use as excuses for they, they rich but they members aren't, those people don't even get money from their, church, from their churches. I listen to people tell yeah. me, I'm just going to be honest, and I say a name. Well, Joe Osteen, all he cares about money. Joe Osteen takes no money from right. his church. He doesn't no. get a salary from his church. <laughs> no. They'll talk about Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar gave millions of dollars to his church last year. He doesn't take money. They have other things that yeah. they have money. Yeah. A lot of that comes from jealousy yeah. and, and, and deep-rooted and seated greed. Yeah. Because you see somebody else with something, and you can't have it. You assume where it comes from mm -hmm. to excuse your stinginess. But this is the thing. You're not giving it to them. I'm not saying blindly give it to charlatans who are not doing anything. Yeah. That. That's not what I'm saying. Be a good steward. Pray and be wise. But most of the people 
who are saying things like that, A, have never done any research, B, are going to a church where the church is struggling to pay the bills because only 2% of, of churches in America, mega churches, so most of these people are talking, are going to churches, if they're going to churches at all, that can't pay their bills. So you tell me why again, you're not, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it just shows a level of greed in people, and then you wonder why you can't get ahead. The Bible says in there, whatever man sows, that shall yes. he also what? Yeah. Amen. You not generous, but you want God to be generous to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and we've been grateful. The church has been good to us. Um, and, and things, and we're going to grow, and we're going to do other stuff, mm-hmm. and God will build up things as we go. Yeah. But at the same time, you want a spirit of generosity. Right. Yeah. And it's time for us to stop letting the world write the narrative. Right. We've let the right. world write the narrative so long, we apologize for stuff yeah. we shouldn't be apologizing for. We apologize if you pay the pastor. You apologize if the church got more than a little money. You apologize if you build a new sanctuary as opposed to give all the money to Uganda because you don't want to get criticized from the person who gives no money to Uganda or anybody <laughs> else, yeah. but they want to tell you what they need to do. Yeah, I'm on my sofa. Let me get off. But at the same time, those people who are openly critical most times are stingy and they do not give. Yeah. And it's time for the church to stop letting the world dictate to us how we operate and right. go back to this stuff that's on the screen and go back to the word of God and just tell them, mind your business. You go out here and you mind out whatever you're doing in the world, this in the church. You don't have nothing to say about what goes on in here. See, that's why I don't go to church. That's fine. But since you don't go, be quiet. <laughs> Let us be over here and you go over there and we'll do what God wants us to do. And I pray you get saved and he changed your heart so you can see the blessing. I'm telling you, Lede, I've been so blessed. <laughs> I grew up in a Jim Walker home. I grew up in a subpar condition. But a mama who kept a clean house and things like that in the middle of a cotton field mm. <laughs> in Mississippi. Yeah. With every opportunity against me, no indoor plumbing, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and, and even at my age, and God has all through my life, I had to work. You don't just, it don't just pop out of the sky, but yeah. he blessed the fruits of my labor yeah. and my hand. And I may not be a millionaire, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I've been blessed. And because I'm blessed, <laughs> I can't help but give to other people. I can't help but bless other people because I realized something. Every single time I've had something and given it, God gave it to me. When I got in my first house, people don't realize a lot of stuff they see around our house, they think we're blessed. We hadn't bought none of that stuff. People gave it to us. You know why? Because when people needed a car, we had a piece of car. It wasn't the best car, but here you go. Here's a car. We've given away cars. We pay rent for people. And we didn't, and we didn't have no abundance of resources like like that, we were just young couple getting by ourselves. But God has always made a way. I how dare that I would not be a giver. <laughs> because I watch how good God has been to right. me. Yep. Amen.
to keep a church going. Here's the thing. Bless his heart, I love Brother Lewis. But here's the thing. When when people come to church, now when we came to church, it wasn't as fancy as it is now. Okay. (laughs) But now, but and I really think people think like this when they come in and they see all this stuff that he has provided. They say, "Well, (laughs) they're doing good." They don't need my money. Yeah. Look at that. Look at what you coming in with. Yeah. But that's not why we give. Right. We right. give because we're supposed to give. Period. Right. Right. Exactly. And if everybody did something, but it's not happening, we we've all here today know that it's not happening. Not everybody gives. We got a comment from Dar Far. It says, "Everyone is teaching tonight except Brother Dave, Sister Dar. That's, that's kind of the point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's called engaging God's word. Uh, we're all Amen. supposed to be getting engaged and talking. That's, that, that's the format. We love Sister Dar. I'm thankful that you're watching. I, I hope you're feeling good tonight, and uh, we'll see. You. Hopefully, we'll get to see you soon. We love Amen. Sister Dar. That means she's engaged too. See, there we go. Amen. Amen." <laughs> Yeah, that's that is the whole point. It's <laughs> my job to get you all stirred up and yeah. in the <laughs> Oh, she'll be calling you when I get <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh, she can tell you anything you want to know about every pastor in the city. I Right. They're attending church right now. Right. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, right. some people who can be here take advantage of that, yeah. but it's worth it for the people who can't, <laughs> that they can, you know. Amen. Amen. It, it is a blessing for those that are homebound and uh, can't get out. And, amen. Praise yeah. God. Amen. But, but you know, there's, it's, it's, it's not a, a good uh, substitute for actually being there if you possibly can. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, we've uh, went over our time uh, a little bit uh, tonight, but uh, some good stuff is a good conversation. Amen. No, we'll get to next week. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We got we got one third of the way through uh, the questions. Amen. So that's a great night there. I count that as great. Praise God. So. uh, So y'all give Brother Dave a hand. Amen. Amen. Pastor Willie. Awesome job, Brother Dave. That's the whole purpose is to get us engaged. Thank you to those of you who are online, those of you who are working in the back, working so hard. God, it does my heart good to see a whole crew of young people back there working, and young people downstairs, and, and people up here working. Uh, Howie McLaughlin has uh, passed away, mm-hmm. and so we um, wanted to let you know his visitation will be tomorrow from 2 to 8, uh, 2 to 7. Yeah, they've changed it. It was 2 to 8, it's 2 to 7. Uh, and then from 7 to 8, I believe they're going to have some type of service or something like that. 
uh, at that location. So those of you who can uh, and wish to participate, um, Howie uh, was a giving soul. Uh, he, was, he was a big giver. A lot of times, some of the food from the food pantries that we were giving, and when Robin and I were coming up with all that fresh vegetables and things like that, Howie would come pick me up and knock on my door uh, and give me a tour of Detroit in a, in a, in a convertible. And we'd go around, he'd show me all sorts of stuff. He knew everybody and everything. And he'd take me to the top of the PNC and they'd be giving away free, fresh fruits and vegetables and things. And we would disperse that. We'd have a lot, so many people be generous to us so we could be generous to other people. He loved to give. Uh, and uh, sometimes, if you didn't see how all the time you would see him, but even sometimes I'd be working, I, my phone would ring and I'd say, this is Howard. Hey, Howard, what's going on? Hey, Pastor. Uh, hey, I got this friend here. I got to ask this question. And I'd be like, okay, Howard, what's the question? He'd be like, did this happen? I said, no, it's like this. He said, I knew I was right. My pastor said you were wrong. That's all I need, pastor. And then he, was, <laughs> <coughs> he, he was full of life and love uh, and, and joy. And uh, I want us to remember him with that, with the love that he had in his heart. He wanted to help everybody. He tried his best to help yes, everybody. that's right. Um, and so please keep Sister McLaughlin in your prayers. Uh, she has now lost both husband and son. So that's a, a tough thing. Right. And she's in our prayers. She spent years, decades as a missions director here and given her life to ministry. So um, mm. please make prayer for her. Uh, and if you get a chance, give her a kind word. She goes to bed early, so if you let her know during the daytime uh, <laughs> when she's up. We're going to pray and we're going to get out of here. Uh, Robin has the, um, the information, so if anybody wants to go by and spend some time with the family, uh,